Sunday morning, you're listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio, here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire, to inform, and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer. Access previous podcasts of this broadcast, or you can even now access and download this podcast in iTunes. There is also information to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or even sponsor this show. Visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We would love to hear from you. Sunday morning. It has been said that Christianity is a bloody religion. And no wonder when you look through the scriptures and you see all of the wars and the fightings, the deaths and the shedding of blood. And if you were ever to sit down with one who has truly been born again, you will hear a constant theme of preoccupation about the blood of Jesus. Because those who have been born again understand that the only way we have redemption, the only way our souls have been ransomed, the only way we could have been translated from darkness into the marvelous light is because Jesus Christ has willingly shed his blood at Calvary. We know that it was the blood of Jesus that cleanses and saved us, the blood of Jesus that ransomed us. As one songwriter said, I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. One day when I was lost, he died upon the cross. And I know some things you just have to know. I know it was the blood for me. You have to understand that it was the blood of Jesus that was freely shed for your sins and my sins that allow you and I to be reconciled back to God, to those who don't understand it, to those who have whose minds have not been liberated from sin, to those who are still blinded by the God of this world. It is a strange preoccupation and it is an enigma that we would be so fixated upon what would otherwise be gory and gruesome, the blood of Jesus. But to those who are redeemed, to those whose eyes have been opened, to those who have received the revelation of truth by the Spirit of God, to those who understand through the power of God the redemptive story. We are preoccupied with the blood of Jesus, but it is not a gruesome thing. It is not a grotesque thing. It is the greatest miracle of salvation to them who believe. That's why the Bible says great is the mystery of godliness. If you have not been regenerated, if the blinders have not been removed from your eyes, this thing is a mystery. 
mystery. This thing doesn't make sense. This is a really kind of weird thing. But to those whose eyes have been opened, to those who have tasted of the goodness of God, when we talk about the blood, when we sing about the blood, when we preach about the blood, when we are preoccupied with the blood of Jesus, we know that it is a glorious thing. It is a wonderful thing. There is power in the blood of Jesus. And that is what we want to talk about for the next few minutes. Power in the blood of Jesus. I pray that we will never become so progressive, that we will never become so modern, that the blood of Jesus is antiquated and boring, but that we will always have time to sing about, to remember, to commemorate, to celebrate the wonderful sacrifice that Jesus made at Calvary, and not just at Easter time. We don't want to just talk about it only at Easter, but the blood of Jesus is that conversation about the power of God that should be part of our daily conversation. In 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 18 and 19 says, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, We were not redeemed with corruptible things, but we were redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. He is a lamb without blemish and without spot. And the good news is that he offered up his blood once and for all at the mercy seat of God in the holy place for you and I, and he never need offer it up again. In the Old Testament, the priest, the high priest, would enter into the Holy of Holies once a year to make a blood sacrifice for the atonement of sin using the blood of goats and the blood of calves and the blood of lambs, and he would offer that blood upon the mercy seat. He would have to do it continually. He would do it with fear and trembling. His prayer was was that he himself would not be stricken dead because there was sin in his own life and they had to do this repeatedly and it was a symbol of what was to come, a foreshadow of what was to come. What was to come is that Christ would become the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world and he would offer up his blood once and for all upon the mercy seat in the holy place and that would be for the remission of our sins and when he did that, when the sacrifice was made at Calvary, when he gave up the ghost at Calvary, the Bible says that the veil was rent in two, meaning that he had made way for access to God. Now he says, come boldly to the throne of grace because the access has been opened by the sacrifice that Christ made at Calvary. The atonement of our 
sins has been paid. The price for the ransom of our souls has been satisfied and we now have been cleansed and washed. When sinners take that plunge beneath that flood, you are cleansed and washed and sanctified and he sets your life on a course of righteousness in Christ Jesus and you now can rise to walk in the newness of life. He purifies your consciousness from those dead works and from that wicked mind that we used to have. And now we can say, let this mind, which is in Christ Jesus also be in me because he has purified my mind, cleansed my consciousness. And now I can arise to walk in the newness of life, bringing into subjection every thought that rises up against the knowledge and the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I don't let have to let my mind be the playground for the enemy. I don't have to think on the thoughts when they come into my mind, if they are unclean, if they are impure, if they're against the truth of the word of God, then I can, by the power of God, bring them into subjection, cast down every thought that is not like God, cast down every wicked imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You know, those thoughts that come to your mind that tell you things that are contrary to the word of God, those thoughts that tell you you are no good and God doesn't love you and you will never be anything and remind you of your past and of your failure and tells you it's no worth to serving God. Cast down those thoughts, bring into subjection everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God's word. Those things are trying to subjugate the truth of God's word in your mind, trying to tell you that you are not who God says you are. You cannot do what God says you can do. You will not accomplish what he has told you and the dreams and visions that he has spoken into your life will not come to pass. You need to bring down those thoughts with the power of God. Plead the blood of Jesus over your mind. Saturate your mind with the thoughts of God. Whatever things are lovely, whatever things are pure, whatever things are of a good report. Think on these things. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You can do that now because the blood of Jesus has been appropriated over your life, has been shed for your salvation and redeemed your soul from destruction. He has translated you out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. All of this is made possible because of the shedding of the precious blood of Jesus Christ. We sing about it. We preach about it. We talk about it. We write about it. We teach about it. It is something that we are preoccupied with. We are preoccupied with the blood of Jesus. You have to be fully persuaded that there is an unseen, unfathomable, and unmatched power in the precious blood of Jesus. Why is there all this fuss over what is typically a grotesque thing, it is because it is the foundation of our faith. For this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for the forgiveness of sins, according to Matthew 26 and 28. The forgiveness of sins has been wrought by the blood of Jesus being poured out for you and I. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. There are things that cannot attack.
attack you because you are covered by the precious blood of Jesus. We used to plead the blood of Jesus. I don't know if they still do that in the church where you go, but we would plead the blood of Jesus. If anything seemed to go amiss, if there seemed to be a foul spirit in the air, if the enemy seemed to be lurking around, causing trouble in people's households, if the children seemed to be acting up, if anything seemed to be awry, we would say, I plead the blood of Jesus and we would plead the blood of Jesus against whatever it was that seemed to be going contrary to the will and the word and the purpose of God in our life. We come in the name of the Lord and we plead the blood of Jesus. The saints of old may not have been perfect. They may not have been pristine in how they did things, but they had the power of God oozing through them. The devil didn't stay long with them because they knew the authority that God had given unto them. If you look in Revelation chapter 12, the Bible talks about Satan being cast out of heaven. It talks about the fact that God used Michael, the archangel and the angels of heaven to war against the devil, the serpent, the evil one. And he was defeated and cast out of heaven. And the Bible says they overcame the devil by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. We still appropriate the precious blood of the lamb and we still use the word of our testimony to defeat the power of darkness. He has given you and me the authority over the powers of darkness. You and I have that authority. We need to stop living beneath our authority and walk in the power of his might to do the work and the will of him that has sent us. Stop allowing the enemy to wreak havoc in your life, to use your mind as his own playground. Draw nigh to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Cover your mind with the blood of Jesus. Cover your house with the blood of Jesus. The Bible says only with your eyes so you see and behold the reward of the wicked, but it shall not come nigh your dwelling because your dwelling shall be covered by the blood of Jesus. And there are things that just cannot approach your house when the blood of Jesus has been appropriated over your house, over your mind, over your life. You have been ransomed and purchased by the blood of Jesus. You belong to God. The enemy can't just walk up in your house and do whatever he wants to do. Just like a stranger can't walk up in your house and do whatever they want to do. That's your name on the title, your name on the deed, your name on the lease. And you would have a righteous indignation if anyone tried to walk up in your house and have their way. They didn't ring the doorbell. They didn't knock. They weren't invited in. And you will not allow and stand for them to walk up in your house, sit on your sofa, eat your food, and you don't know who they are, how they got there, or what they are doing there. Even so, you need to have a greater righteous indignation when the enemy tries to walk up in your life, wreak havoc in your life. You remember he couldn't just walk up in the life of Job. He couldn't just do what he wanted to do to God's servant. When God said, had you considered my servant Job, the devil says, yes, I have considered him, but you have a hedge around him and I cannot get through. The Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard against your enemy. It is not the enemy that rushes in like a flood. It is God that rushes in like a flood. You've been putting the emphasis on the wrong part of the scripture. 
scripture. It is God that rushes in like a flood to your defense, rushes in like a flood to save you, to deliver you. You need to understand that God has you surrounded. He's your rear guard. He goes before you and he makes the pathway clear everywhere. God's got you covered. The Bible says he gives his angels charge over you to make sure nobody comes in and does anything to you that he hasn't given them the authority and the right to do to you. You remember Elisha, the servant of God, when he was sleeping in the house and the king of Syria got angry with Elisha because God had been given his, the king's secrets to Elisha and telling him what the king was plotting in his bedroom, telling him all the strategies the king was planning against the, the people of God. And uh, the king got angry. He said, let's go get the man of God. And he went to get him. He surrounded the city. You wonder why was he on the outside of the city? Why did he wait there? Was he strategizing and waiting to get him? No, he was on the outside of the city because that's as far as he could come. You remember when the servant of Elisha got petrified and and he got nervous and he woke up Elisha. He said, master, master, you've got to get up. The king of Syria at all of his men have us surrounded and Elisha didn't fret he didn't worry he said Lord open the young man's eyes and let him see what I see and when God opened the young man's eyes he was able to behold the host of the army of heaven that was all around Elisha and the house where Elisha was you think that the enemy doesn't want to come in and destroy you certainly he wants to destroy you the Bible says that he comes to steal to kill and to destroy he hasn't stolen and killed and destroyed you because he can't still kill and destroy you. If he could have, he would have. He would have taken you out by now. God has put boundaries and limits on what the enemy can do in your life. He can come this far, but he can come no further. You remember the conversation that God had with the devil about Job? You can touch his body, but don't take his life. You can do this, but don't do that. You can do that, but don't go any further. He has boundaries around what the enemy can do to you. The enemy would have destroyed you if he could have destroyed you. You better believe that the fact that you are still here is a testament to the grace and the glory of God that he has a work yet for you to do. You are here for a reason. You are here on purpose and God has spared you for such a time as this. Get everything out of your house that doesn't belong to God, that doesn't align itself with the power of God. As for me and my house, we will serve the living God. You need a holy boldness about the things of God. You begin to decree and to declare what God has said about you. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Not only does God purify our minds, not only does God reconcile us to himself, not only does God ransom our souls from destruction by the precious blood of Jesus, but the blood of Jesus also sanctifies us. Jesus suffered in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. According to Hebrews 13, we are sanctified by the blood of Jesus being set apart and used for the glory of God. It is a process that we are sanctified. We have been redeemed. We have been saved. And now we have to now shed the old man and shed the old nature. And we have to take on the nature of God. We have to allow ourselves to be cleansed thoroughly on a daily basis, washed from the inside out. Just think about it. Think about the power that is in the blood of Jesus. If you have not been saved,
saved by the power of God, I have one question for you. Do you want to be free? Do you want to be delivered? Would you be free from the burden of sin? I want to tell you there is power in the blood of Jesus. There is wonder-working power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. Oh, there is power, power, oh, wonder-working, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. There is power, in the blood of the Lamb. As I said earlier, in Revelations 12, we overcome the devil through the blood of the Lamb and through the word of our testimony. We are no longer separated from God. We no longer have to live with the feeling of guilt from our sin. And we no longer have to succumb to the accusations of the accuser of the brethren. Listen, he will stand before the throne of God to accuse you day and night without end, telling God of all the things that you have done, reminding God of all the filth that was in your life. But that is okay. It doesn't bother God. He knows about the filth. He knew it before you did it. He knew it while you were doing it and he knew it when he cleansed you from it. The Bible says such were some of us. We used to be whoremongers and liars and thieves and adulterers. We used to be envious and covetous people. We used to be every filthy, dirty thing you can imagine. But the Bible says such were some of us, but now we are washed and now we are cleansed and now we are sanctified by the precious 
precious blood of Jesus so I can walk with my head up high. I can rejoice in the God of my salvation. I can lift up my head and know that that's what I used to be, but this is who I am. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I have been ransomed by the blood of Jesus. He paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. And now I sing a brand new song, Amazing Grace. Christ Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. I thank him that he freely gave himself a ransom for the sacrifice for me. And he went and offered that blood once and for all in the Holy of Holies for my sins and for your sins. So if you have not received the salvation that he purchased at Calvary, I want you to know that there is still a fountain filled with blood that was drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners can still plunge beneath its flow to lose all of your guilty stain. If you want to be washed, if you want to be cleansed, if you want to walk in victory, if you want to have your mind regenerated, if you want to have your spirit renewed, if you want to have the newness of life and the joy that we talk about, the promise of eternal life with Christ Jesus, won't you take that plunge today? Pray this prayer with me. Dear God, I thank you for the sacrifice it Calvary. I know that you are Lord. I believe that you gave yourself a ransom for me at Calvary and I receive the salvation that you purchased for me. I thank you for being my Lord and my God and my Savior. Forgive me of my sins and cleanse me. Thank you for saving me in Jesus name. Amen. We thank God. Send us a note and let us know you receive the Lord Jesus Christ. And we want to pray for everybody. Dear God, we thank you for the precious, wonderful, powerful, magnificent, glorious blood that was shed for us at Calvary. I thank you, God, that you have ransomed my soul, that you have given your best for me. I thank you that you have opened up the way and given me access to the throne of God. I thank you that you have given me victory over the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood that saved me. One day when I was lost, Jesus died upon the cross and I know it was the blood for me. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, nothing but the blood of Why do fools fall in love? It's the season of love. Tracy's Touch presents the season of love. Dinner and dance at the Dos Palamos Banquet Facility at 195 East Leffels Lane, Springfield, Ohio, with live entertainment from the L.A. Band. April 1st. Doors open at 6 p.m., dinner served at 7 p.m. Tickets available for $40 per couple or $25 per person. Get your tickets while they last online at eventbrite.com. For more information, call 937-346-4420. 937-346-4420. April 1st. You don't want to miss it.
Thank you for tuning in. You have been listening to Twyla Southall and LJ Renee with What Does the Lord Say? For information on this program, on how you can subscribe to or access previous podcasts of this broadcast, visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Until next time.